It's the hour. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jason. And on today's show... Make money buying pizza. Nice try, Little Caesar sign dancer. South Korea accidentally buys sex dolls. My ex-wife didn't buy that excuse either. Woman starts the gayest lawsuit of all time. Hooray! Hobby Lobby Museum loses... Wait, Hobby Lobby Museum? Public pooping now illegal. Now illegal? Now? Now! And Florida man loses his leg while surfing. A 13-year-old diver finds it and returns it to him. He was very happy to have Smith back. What's the name of his other leg? Speaking of knives, I know a man with a wooden leg named Smith. What's the name of his other leg? (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Jeff. You've never seen Mary Poppins. You're right. Well, I've seen parts of it. What the fuck? I don't know. It's one of those. I've just never seen it. Like The Godfather. I've never seen The Godfather. Okay, so I've never seen The Godfather either. Okay, we so should don't, watch The Godfather. So don't judge me for not watching Mary Poppins when you haven't seen The Godfather either. Well, uh, whatever. Let me ask you this. Have mm-hmm. you seen Back to the Future? Of course. One, two, and three? Obviously. Okay. I, I mean, it is the law. When flipping through the channels, uh, there are certain movies that you must stop and watch no matter what. And you flip through, Back to the Future's on, you got to watch Back to the right. Future. I've got a friend that's one of those movies. never seen any of the Back to the Future movies, has no has no idea what's in them, has no idea about the reference. Actually, here's a funny uh, Back to the Future, Deep Space Nine connection. When, um, he, when Michael J. Fox is walking and his character is walking in to the prom for the first time, Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing this song that's going dan 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 That's yeah. the same song that plays when the Hollow Suite turns evil with Vic Fontaine into Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Oh, interesting. I'm not, I've not gotten to that episode. I've been watching Deep Space Nine. Have you? I'm about halfway into season two, uh, but I haven't gotten to that episode yet. And it's gotta be. It's gotta be a reference to Back to the oh, Future. Oh yeah, definitely. It's gotta be right. I mean, it, what a random song a, to have. Yeah, it's a very random song to be like, oh, yeah, we'll just throw that in there. Da, 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 da. It's so saucy. <laughs> That's what they're like. We need something saucy. Uh, I was watching Back to the Future last night. There was a saucy song that. Yeah, let's do that one. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. Is that what the producers of Star Trek New Space Nine sound like to you? <laughs> it was. Uh, let's get Quark in there. Uh, I don't know. He's, he's got a great idea. Yeah, I think it'll be good. We can there well, him wrong. Yeah, well, let's have Otto Harumph here. Like six or seven Harumph. times. Oh, Harumph. Uh, I'm so high and mighty, yet I can't get eyebrows right. <laughs> that is true. He can't. Although I think at a certain that. point, he doesn't want to. Yeah, well, maybe. He wants to look like a different race, you know? Mm. Why do they all look like that, though? Because their natural form is liquid, but they all decided, well, let's go with this weird face. My <laughs> my theory is that Odo looked like that. Well, Odo, they said, looked like that because he wasn't good at faces. I think when Odo visited their planet, that's the first time they ever took, like, human, quote-unquote, form. Not humanoid, but, like, human. Hmm. And so they all, got, they all took Odo's face and his Wait. haircut Wait. to look more like him. Wait. Is Odo's species the only shape-shifting species in nope. the Star Trek universe? Nope. Do you remember <laughs> – we're going to have to bleep all this. Remember the episode of Star Trek The Next Generation when uh, – what is that chick's name? Anya or something? Don't remember. 
So there was like this, if I saw it, I'd be like, oh yeah, this. Yeah, one. there was this chick that was like a princess or whatever that Wesley falls in love with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. She was in an egg or something, right? No, wrong. So anyway, she was in and they accidentally opened it. It's a different episode. That's the one that falls in oh. love with, with Picard. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Was that the one with uh, Ashley Judd? I think played the princess or something. Uh, I'm not sure. So but she is star officer. Ah, whatever. They're in sick bay, right? And mm-hmm. uh, this Anya lady, she's kind of an old, like a little old lady, is telling Doctor Crusher to terminate the patient who has some kind of like because she's a protector, or whatever. She's got and this patient has some sort of disease, and when she doesn't, <laughs> this old lady turns into this giant beast and is like. Aah! or whatever <laughs> and then the lady turns back into her old lady self and that's when Worf decides <laughs> he wants to backhand her <laughs> <laughs> I will not backhand you when you are a monster and then someone was like Mr. Wolf and he had to stop <laughs> so that's the uh, another shapeshifter I forget the name uh, of those species I'll think of it interesting man Cause how, go on how, are you sure they're not just all the same species yes all right, just ask it. Next question. Well, I mm, maybe not. I don't know. I'm sure there's a there's a fan fiction out there that has like Anya like are they, and the founders. are they shapeshifters or do they have like you know certain forms they can turn into? They're shape. Well, I think they're shapeshifters. They they turned into like a couple a, different forms, like a Pokemon where they can evolve into like Charizard. I don't understand that reference. Mm. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. So, Jason, right now, let me tell you something. I am vibing. I am vibing right now. I've mm. got, I've got a you know a drink in my hand. Mm-hmm. I've got the uh, the incense is burning. You know, oh, wow. I just cleaned my, I shampooed my carpets again. You know, and so they're nice and fresh and clean. And it's it's a nice day out today. I cooked dinner what? tonight. It was rainy and yeah, cold. It was, it was warm. It was like sixty six today. It at like five o'clock to five fifteen. Yeah, exactly. It was good. Yesterday it was like fifty. I had the door open. <laughs> it was fantastico. And I got Instagram back. Oh, Becky mentioned that you got Instagram back. Yeah, and I'm just Instagramming left and right, top to bottom. Just anything I do, I'm Instagramming now. It feels well, good. I don't know why you left Instagram to begin with. Instagram was a fine social media. Well, I left all it's just, social it's just media. Pictures. It's just pictures. There's nothing, you know. So, I mean, you get some ads in there sometimes, but yeah, you know. the problem that I had but with it's Instagram. Very clear when you, it's it's very clear when there's an ad. Anyway, continue. Yeah. The problem I had with Instagram was that everyone was trying to sell me something on Instagram, and mm. it was my fault for following well, the wrong people. Yeah. And I get it. I was you like, know. who are you following? Right. Can I give you some Instagram suggestions of things that I really enjoy? No. Fine. Fuck you. <laughs> I did start following this lady. And actually, the reason why I got Instagram was there's this lady named uh, Tabitha Brown, her Insta- mm. her handle, what, whatever you call it. What does she want to sell you? It's, I am Tabitha Brown. Just happiness, my friend. Mm. She's very positive and she well, makes these. I'm not buying. She makes these little. Yeah, I know you're not. She makes these little like uh, videos about like cooking and jokes. And she's just very positive And I like her a lot. And so I started following her. Uh Started Instagram for her and to follow uh, this cat <laughs> named Thurston Waffles. Oh, and I okay. love Thurston Waffles, and I would die for him. Oh, well, that seems a little ex- extreme, but... He's very he's, he's a very good cat. He's that cat. Have you seen that white cat that, like, throws his head back and meows at the top of his lungs? I, I have not seen this. All right. Well, 
<laughs> how do you how do you retweet something on Instagram? <laughs> uh, there's actually there is a way that you can send it to people. Yeah, is it called regramming? What do you call it? Uh, this is the oldest thing I've ever said in my life. <laughs> what you do is you get another phone and you take a picture of that phone, and then you then you text it to someone. Here's what else is happening in my life. I uh, so. There was a jagged little pill. There, you know, there's a jagged little pill. The musical, you know, Alanis yeah, Morissette's, yeah. um, her 1995 I, album, and it's yes. on Broadway. And I know that they haven't released Tony nominations because they have been indefinitely postponed. Yeah, which I don't know why that means they can't tell me who was nominated, even though we're not going to get the show. Yeah, but no idea who the nominees are. But some other pre-Tony award like stuff. You know, because like, you know, we got the Oscars and then there's the Golden Globes that happened beforehand. It gives sure. you a hint yeah. at what's going to get some nominations. I know it's gotten a number of nominations. So really? Well, that's fantastic. Yes. So there was this live event at eight o'clock tonight. Uh-huh. And it was like, join Alanis Morissette and the cast of Jagged Little Pill the Musical. And that sounds for cool. a live event. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. And so I told you, I texted you. I was like, hey, I forgot. Yeah. Let's record later because I need to watch this thing. It's live at 8 o'clock. Um, and Jason, it was so bad. Like, well. Okay. So here, here's what it was. It was the cast singing 4% of the time. And then mm. the rest of it was them doing like a Zoom call with each other because they haven't seen each other in a long time. Mm, so imagine like watching in on a Zoom call on a bunch of people you've never met before and you don't care about. And they're talking mm-hmm. about how great it was to be together um, three months ago. Mm. That is mm-hmm. not what I wanted. I wanted to see Alana sing, which she did not, although I think she was supposed to later. And I kind of wanted to see the cast sing, but whatever. Yeah. Here's some interesting stories about the show, behind-the-scenes information. Yeah. Not like, hey, it's good to see you, man. How you doing? Oh, exactly. You. It's like rain on your wedding day. That's what it was. But... So- it's a free Zoom meeting when you've already paid. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> but that's it for me. How was your week? Oh, right. uh, I just went so, ahead. I, ju- I jumped oh, ahead. I didn't wait oh, okay. for you to ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a long pause there. It's like, is there more? No. Well, I think there is more, but I don't know. Oh, I cooked dinner tonight. Dinner was oh, good. What'd you have? I had, uh, well, if you go to the Instagram, <laughs> you'll see it. It's my, uh, I don't think you followed me, so you know. My I did. My Instagram did name is uh, I forget. Are you gonna let everyone know? I think I am. It's um, God, what the fuck is it called? It's something. Relevant username. <laughs> yes, relevant, and then two underscores username. Look at that! I knew, and I haven't even. Uh... You knew. How do I know your? Because <laughs> I because I followed you. Hello. I haven't been on. Actually, I haven't been on on Instagram all day. All day. So all day. I wonder sometimes, and by sometimes I mean, well, I'm wondering immediately right now, like what, what, how many times is too many times to post to Instagram in a day? Eh, you know. It doesn't matter, right? Because it, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just going to blend into everyone else's follows, right? Yeah. And they don't, it's not um, chronological. They, they mix it all up. Right. Which it fucking should be. I hate yeah. it. So you, so you never know when... Your post is going to be seen by someone. Okay. Because well, their feed may delay it or put it somewhere weird or who the fuck knows. Uh, 
so I've got two Instagrams. What? Yes. So I have I have my Instagram that I've had for years. And then as part of one of my I do goals every year. Yeah. And one of my goals is I've kind of like stopped taking pictures at all. Okay. And so one of my goals was to just take more pictures. So I was doing a thing where I wanted to post three pictures a day and try to find, you know, try to be creative and come up with some things. So I've got my daily one that I'm doing just for this year and then my regular one. Oh, well, you should um, let me know what's going on with that. However you do that. Sure, sure. I'll I'll, uh, take a picture of it on my phone and I will send that picture of my phone to you in the mail. And then you can find my. As a matter of fact, send me your whole phone, mm. and then I'll mm. subscribe mm. to myself. Or subscribe? No, follow, right, on Instagram? Which, which one do you want, my rotary or my touchtone? Uh, can I have the one where you just, like, click the hang-up button a million times? I've got one that looks like it's inside of a London phone booth. Okay. That would be a good one to send you. Sure, yeah. that and then I have to, I would need to talk to somebody. And yell the the phone number to them so that they can call it Hudson four seven two five, like that. I remember being young and going to Meyer and walking down the phone aisle because there was an aisle with phones in it. Do they still have a phone aisle? Uh, can you still buy like a touchstone phone at like Meyer? I am ninety four percent sure you can, but I'm sure it's all cell phones now. Interesting. I think they still uh, have flip phones. Oh, I'm sure they have. The, I'm like a landline phone. I'm. They've got one. I'm sure. Anyway, they used to have a wide variety of phones, and I remember there was one that was inside of a little London phone booth. Or you open the door, and then the phone was inside of it. You pull the phone out. That's cute. You know how inconvenient that would be to use. <laughs> oh, so inconvenient. I remember that um, the coolest people I never met, maybe. Two different families had a phone booth in their home with a what? working phone in it. Yeah, I know two people that had phone booths in their home, like American phone booths, like, you know, American Bell or whatever. Yeah, where uh, where Superman would change his clothes. Exactly. It's Why? all glass, too, the, the by the glass, way. Yeah, what are you doing? Just go into a fitting room. I mean, I guess that. All right, so it makes sense because originally Superman was made in, like, what, the 40s? Yep. And so back then they had like the wooden phone booths that were a little more private what? where they'd they all like run. They'd all run with their stop the presses, stop the presses. We have a brand new story. Breaking news. Breaking oh, news. Oh, yeah. Like they hadn't invented metal yet. Is that what you're saying? The 1940s? They, they were more like a uh, uh, like one of those photo booths where there's a little curtain you can pull. Yeah. Hudson, 2-5. Hudson, 8724. <laughs> clinkity, 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 clink. Now connecting. Hudson, 8724. Huh? Chapins, why are you calling 900 numbers? If you'd like us to stop singing, you can send your comments or suggestions. Well, I'm sorry. First of all, did we get to your week? I don't think we did, but let's do it. You were talking. I'm sorry. My week was missing things. Oh, okay. So I, so I had signed up to do – so speaking of Zoom meetings and your disappointment, yep. uh, I had signed up for some things through the Gilder Lerman Society for American History where they were doing author discussions. It's weird that and Gilda so, Radner has a, uh, that thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very funny group. Uh, 
but last week they had a author who I've got like five or six of his books from you know doing my master's degree. He's like one of the top historians dealing with uh, like Civil War, Reconstruction, the sectional crisis, like that period of American history. And he has a new book out. And so they had him there to discuss that period and discuss his book and then answer questions. And I forgot about it oh. until about like 30 minutes in. And I was like, oh, I'm sure it'll last an hour. And I get on there and he's answering the final question and then it's over. And I was like, God damn it. It did, they did it for 30 minutes? Yeah, it was very short. That's too short. Uh, I guess there weren't a lot of questions. I don't know. Uh, yeah, because you so weren't there to support. <laughs> I never ask questions. Good. Uh, I, <laughs> uh, then on Friday, they had another one, and I remembered that one, and it was about uh, President Grant. And so they used some like documents that they have in their archives and discussed Grant and it was it was an interesting thing. And then on Sunday, there was another one written by a historian who did a book about the Hemings from Monticello. So like Sally Hemings and her family. Oh, so it's yeah. Like a history, so it's like a history of them. And I was like, oh, that sounds really interesting. And I got on and checked my email yesterday, my work email, because uh, I had registered through my work email and it was like, uh, reminder, your meeting is today. And I was like, fuck, that was yesterday. Uh, you ever it. been to Monticello? So I have. Okay. But I have not been inside the building. Okay. So, so we went, we, we bought tickets. We yeah. had to wait a couple hours. Sure. It was hot. Sal got tired. Sal started crying. We got ice cream, tried to like appease her so we could still get in and see the thing because we still had a little bit of time. It just wasn't going, and so we're like, "Fuck it, we'll we'll try another time." And so yeah. we left before we could go through, and just kind of lost our ticket money. I also, while at Monticello, lost my wedding ring. Oh no, boo fucking who? Go pick cotton for fourteen hours and see how you feel at Monticello. Uh, go get raped by a fucking future president and see how you feel when you lose your wedding ring. Did you know that Sally Hemings is actually his half sister in law? No, I I didn't. I had weird, wild stuff. I did not know that. Sally Hemings is his wife's half sister, because his father-in-law was doing his slaves, <sighs> and there you go. Fun story. Did you also know that fun. Thomas? <laughs> did you also know that Thomas Jefferson is my first cousin, fourteen times removed? I knew it. I knew there was something about you, <laughs> but I couldn't put my finger on. <laughs> So there you go. Good good times for the for the kids. But yeah, so I lost my wedding ring, which made me very unhappy. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Naturally. Cuz so well, it was a hot July day in Virginia, my fingers were swelling, and so I took my wedding ring off and put it in my pocket because okay. I was like this is going to be bad. Uh and apparently at some point when I pulled something else out of my pocket, it must have fallen out or maybe I didn't get it in my pocket all the way. Either way, it it was gone. I think it probably fell out in your car, and I think you didn't search uh, hard enough in your car. Nope. Car's been very thoroughly searched. Wrong. You got to rip up the carpet and stuff. It's under there somewhere, man. Dig for it. <laughs> Good so do you, not, do you not wear a wedding ring now? No, no. I had to buy a new one. Oh, you bought a new one. Okay. Yeah. I went to the store and, said, uh, and you know, started looking, and I hate going in jewelry stores because you know how they are. It's like, oh, it's I know. Like, it's, it's like furniture shopping. 
It's horrible. Every They're kiss all... begins with K. I actually, I bought my ring from K. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm looking through... And they're like, oh, do you see? And I was like, no, these all look horrible. I hate these fucking things. I I don't like jewelry. I don't like it touching me. I don't like anything about it. I agree with you. I don't like jewelry either. And so when I purchased my wedding ring, we got the cheapest, thinnest, lightest ring you could possibly get. I think it cost me like $48. Sure. Like white gold is, you know, it wasn't like, you know, silver that was going to turn my finger green like in Saved by the Bell or anything. Uh, But I got like I wanted the smallest, lightest possible thing in hopes that it would not make me want to like cut my finger off because I have sensory things or something. I don't know. And they were like, well, we have ladies bands over here. (laughs) So I'm looking through and these are all like they got like fucking diamonds in them and they're like big and I'm like, oh, you know, fuck all this. And they're like, oh, is there a problem? I was like, ah, these are just like two. I, I, it was plain. It just had like a little bit of uh, something on the edges. And so like they, they go into this drawer and they pull out this like binder of like the shitty things that you that you don't put out. Oh, they don't have space for it in the store because. They're like, nah, no one wants this shit. Right. And so they open it up and there is basically the wedding ring that I had. Like it was, it's practically identical. Uh-huh. And I was like. Oh, there you that that's that looks just like my wedding ring. Oh, and so like I get it and I try it on. It's heavier. It's not quite the same. Yeah. It's also significantly more expensive than I paid. Oh. And so I'm like, and in in a excellent salesman-y thing, he's like, Well, how about I uh ring this up for you? And I was like, No, uh, I don't I don't know about that. Ring like, it up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I'm like, well, I don't know. And he's like, well, what's the problem? It looks like your old wedding ring. It's what you're looking for. And I was like, fuck, I have no answers to this question because he is correct. <laughs> I do need to buy a new one. It is exactly like the one I wanted or had. I have no excuse not to buy it other than I don't necessarily like the price. Right. And so, of course, you know, he talks to his manager to get the, ma- you know, the discount. Of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, and so I ended up buying it. So I do have a wedding ring. Is the long story. Okay. Well, that, God, that was a long story, man. <laughs> Woo! Not as long as the story of the Hemings on uh, Monticello. <laughs> well, okay. So anyway, enough about them. I bought a, a tungsten wedding ring uh, before I got married, and it was it was nice. Uh, it was relatively light. They told me it wouldn't like. Um, it wouldn't wear at all, like it wouldn't scratch or anything, and it really didn't. Well, if it won't wear, then why would you get it? You're supposed to wear it. I get it. So the the main problem was I got so fat <laughs> <laughs> from the time I got married until, you know, recently. Uh, I couldn't wear that wedding ring at all. Um, so I started wearing a silicone wedding ring, which looked exactly like my tungsten wedding ring, except for it wasn't shiny. And hmm. the silicone was, uh, you know silicone but it was super, super light, and it was $6. <laughs> so if I ever lost it, I wouldn't give a shit. I would just buy another one. I, re- I remember when we were planning the wedding, I, I was like, well, what if instead of a wedding ring, I just got a tattoo of a ring on my finger? That makes sense to me. She did not like that idea. Really? I was like, but I could never take it off. It's it's the same. Right. You the it's, only way you can take it off is with the freaking laser. 
Yes. I mean, the whole thing is like a symbol of, you know, connection, commitment, whatever. So the symbol is still there. It's just not a physical thing that can be weighing my hand down <laughs> and you, making me go crazy. Are you yawning or are you burping? What is that? I'm yawning. Okay. Sorry. That's great. I apologize. This is, this is why we shouldn't start this so late. <laughs> it's completely my fault. I know, it's like 10 o'clock. It's like super late. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, my week was was fine. Uh, I got to see one out of the three things that I had signed up for. Uh, but the one that I did go to, I get professional development for. So, hey. <laughs> that is wonderful Excellent. news. The other two I wouldn't have gotten. So that, that's great news. Fantastic yeah. news. Wonderful, wonderful news. An old man turned 98. That's all. If you have comments or suggestions, if you'd like us to stop singing for once and for all, tell us at thehourpod at gmail.com. We only say that because you know that you're not going to. Aha, that's right. And so that I'm going to keep on singing. singing. He won a lottery. Oh. <laughs> uh, I did. So I got a VPN. And that stands for uh, something protocol, something. I don't know. Uh, it means that I can trick the Internet into thinking I'm in a different country. Ooh, fancy. And so what that means Virtual is now my. Network. Yes. Uh, that means now my daughter has been able to watch the new season of Bluey, which is only available in Australia. Oh, nice. Uh, I only think of that because we we're talking about singing. And in the very first episode, they're at the grocery store or no, the restaurant. Uh huh. And mom asks for the check, and Bluey goes, Can we have the check? And then dad says, Inside voice, and he goes, Can we have the check? <laughs> That's a funny show, Bluey. It is a very funny show. I love it. It would be funny <laughs> if it was like Louis C.K. Remember his show, Louis? But like he was a Smurf. <laughs> Louis, 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 Louis. And he's like, like a Smurf walking around New York City. He's more like Gargamel, isn't he? <laughs> he is. Yeah, he's kind of a rapist. Mm. Not a rapist. Uh, mm, he a didn't. He, he's, 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 he's a perv. perv. Yeah. Perv. But aren't we all pervs? Uh, no. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but if you see an interesting story about a perv, you can tweet us at the hour pod. <laughs> or you can um, follow Jeff on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. I, and I, I'll tweet about the podcast, um, but there's, you... there are many more things. Not tweet. That's not what I meant. You'll I'll, I'll gram about it. God damn it. I don't know what it's called yet. I literally just started it today or tomorrow, yesterday, you, I think. Obviously, it's Tagra. Tagra. Got a Tagra. Yeah. Yeah. Someone it's, who. It, it's, the mid, it's the middle five letters. Tagra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to Tagra that. I'm going to Tagra this. Yeah, it's totally cool. Are we going to do our show or what? Jesus uh, we got an update. Yes. So, I'm happy. I was talking about that song. Yeah. That I couldn't figure out. Oh, yeah. I was, I was able to figure out. It's a song called Jenny Says by the band called uh, Cowboy Mouth. Never heard of it. If I played you the song, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that song. Okay. Let's uh, it was originally released in 1992, but gained popularity in 1997 uh, and charted and was on MTV a lot. So that is why I knew the song but couldn't find it out. Because who would ever think that it was called Jenny Says? Because it's always got, like the chorus was let it go, let it go, let it go. Right. And the reason I couldn't find it on the lyrics thing was because on the lyrics thing, it, they, they put an exclamation point after every let it go. Oh. But you would think writing point. let it go six times in a row would still have pinged it been like, well, maybe it's this one. I mean, it's just wrong. not punctuated. Yeah. Yeah. You're wrong. 
Yes. So there you go. Mystery solved. Uh, correction. Jenny Says was actually released in 1989 <laughs> by a band called Dash Rick Rock. Dash Rip Rock. Uh, cowboy mouth drummer and singer Fred LeBlanc was a member of Dash Rick Rock in Rick Rock. God damn it. <laughs> it's so it's so relevant to our next correction, too. <laughs> Rick Rock. Uh, in 1989 and finally correction i apologize to all the people who live in pork and cheese <laughs> and who are in the band dash rick rop i mean dash rop fop they are God damn it they're portuguese and you call them pork and cheese i think <laughs> you have a hatred of the portuguese i'm pretty sure i feel indifferent toward the portuguese it was a freudian slip uh i don't think so i think it was if it were well, a beef and Maybe, but not a pork and cheese. Maybe maybe it was less like you don't like the Portuguese and more that you were hungry. And you wanted like a ham and cheese sandwich, but ham doesn't rhyme with port, and so you said pork. <laughs> I think I was just so flustered at trying to uh, speak in other languages. <laughs> yeah. That I just My brain was just like, pork and cheese. <laughs> pork and cheese. Pork. We should uh, uh, do the Swedish chef. Do Swedish once for that. <laughs> Not today, but you know, another time. Indeed. Yeah. So, are we going to do this podcast or what? Do you like pork and cheese on your pizza? Do I like pork and cheese on my pizza? I like um, pork, pepperoni's pork. I like uh, bacon on my pizza, and I don't like ham on my pizza. So, the new Bluey episode has an excellent, or new Bluey season has an excellent episode called uh, Hammer Barn, which is basically like a Lowe's. Uh, where dad has to go because he wants to buy a outdoor pizza oven. Nice. Because his neighbor gets a part outdoor pizza oven. Oh, so Bluey's rich then. Okay. <laughs> it's not. No, it's not like you know, like one of those stone ones. It was like it's like a portable grill kind of a pizza oven. Okay. All right. Like, you know, you pull it out, you wheel it out, and then you can make your outdoor pizzas in it. Right. So. Yeah. Is that yes? Are you, are you going to buy one now? <laughs> I, I'm not. So basically, the joke is. The neighbor gets one, and he's like, oh, I guess got this. And, you know, oh, where'd you get it? And he's like, oh, I was down at Hamabon, and I got it. And dad's just like, we got to go to Hamabon. <laughs> so. That's funny. You know what I was just thinking about today is there was this um, pizza place in the – it's in the southeast, but it was when I lived in Atlanta, and it's called Mellow Mushroom. Interesting. And they had – oh, man. It's like top five pizza places of all time for me. Mm-hmm. Of all time. It's so good. They have these like soft pretzels with like Parmesan and salt on them. And their crust is like so crunchy but soft at the same time. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, Georgia is open for business. We could get in a car. We could. We totally could. <laughs> the next time I'm in Georgia, I'm having it because I didn't have it last time I was there. Oh, I was craving uh, it. I was craving it today. Uh, my brother-in-law says there's a really good pizza place in maybe Michigan. Really? He said it's the best pizza he's ever had. Really? Well, we might go there. I, I'm sure it's not a Little Caesars. It's probably not. <laughs> I wonder if they DoorDash. They deliver to Milan. Little Caesars does? No, no. This place in maybe. Was it called? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Oh, God damn it. What good are you? Not not very. I'm. <laughs> my information is very spotty at best. <laughs> <laughs> so a pizzeria owner, speaking of pizza... Uh, they suddenly received right complaints about uh, their lack of delivery. Wait, what kind of pizza place doesn't deliver? Uh, 
this one apparently. That's like that's like the thing about pizza. Yeah. Pizza places deliver except Little Caesars. Uh, I don't think so. I think like smaller pizza places or like locally owned ones don't deliver. Like what? I don't I don't know. Mellow Mushroom didn't deliver. I know mm. that for a fact. That sounds like a very bougie kind of place. Pizza House doesn't deliver their own pizza. Yes, they do. No. Yes, absolutely. In God fact, my wife called Pizza House on my last day of class, I think it was, and paid an exorbitant amount to have them deliver. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, look, I really want your pizza. And you all are not like they sent out an email like, oh, we're kind of slow. It's a, uh, you know, like some sort of thing to like drum up business. And they're like, well, you know, it's not too busy tonight. So we probably could do that. And she's like, excellent. Here is I will give you all my money. Is it because you're outside of the delivery area? Yes. Okay. Because we used to get delivered all the time when I worked at University of Michigan. Oh. Well, I didn't uh, know. Because, because the stupidest thing, we had a preferred vendor list. Like if we oh, were going to order, yeah. we had to order off that list. And they were the only pizza place. So we had to spend, you know, like $24 for a pizza instead of getting a $5 hot and ready because we had to order from the thing, according to our uh, manager, Beefus. So the this complaint about their mm-hmm. lack of delivery, when in fact their Google listing stated they did deliver. This is not Pizza House now. This is the other pizzeria we're talking about. And this is kind of like that story we did uh, previously where – this lady, like her, what was it? Her butts open for business or something like that. Like there was a Google. Oh Google yeah, yeah. Something like that that she didn't create, and she's trying to like take control of so she can get rid of it. Right. Well, in this in this situation, someone had put down that they did deliver, and they don't deliver. As someone, it turns out, someone <laughs> <laughs> happened to be DoorDash. Yeah. DoorDash so- listed that they delivered. So what are these? And what are these delivery companies? You got your DoorDash, you got your Uber Eats, you got your Grubhub. Grubhub. Um, what's there's another one? Um, I don't know. Those are the only ones I know. Anyway, uh, they all they all charge extra. They have named, mm-hmm. they they pretty much name their own price for your restaurant food. <laughs> yes, and basically, apparently, this according to the article, which they don't cite any information. I have problems with this article. Uh, they they claim that this is how DoorDash like pressures restaurants into using them by doing things like this so that they will, uh, you know, get customers, basically. So that doesn't sound very accurate, because if that were the case, I'd be like, fuck you, DoorDash. Like, yeah. ooh, you made a Google thing. I'm not in control of right. Google. We're not so doing DoorDash orders anymore. Right. Yeah. So um, I'm, I have mixed feelings about this because, number one, if you don't deliver, but there's a there's a, a company that will deliver for you, but you're getting the same amount of money, why not? Just have well, them deliver I mean, for I, you. Well, I mean, there's you know? got to be some sort of, like, pricing involved here. Right. DoorDash isn't going to do this for free. So I, I think when Instacart came out, and by the way, by the way, Instacart Instant Pot. Not what? It's it's instant pot, not Instapot. Instant pot, Instacart. Stop getting them mixed up, American public. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I forget what I was saying. <laughs> oh no! Uh, so when Instacart first came out, 
Uh, I remember that because they were like associated with Kroger and I was Mm -hmm. with the stuff that I bought at Kroger at the time because I'm a grocery shopping every week or maybe sometimes twice a week. I knew how much the stuff was. And I remember when Instacart took over, the stuff was at least a dollar to two dollars more expensive per item at Kroger. Mm. I think it's different now. I think people have wised up. But um, I'm sure DoorDash and all these other guys do the same thing where they just charge a little bit more for the food to make their money plus they add the delivery fees to make more money yeah. um anyway that's well in the this case doordash had a little issue because Uh-oh. they incorrectly listed the 24 dollar pizzas at this place as only costing 16 dollars. okay all right that's that's weird that's eight dollars cheaper so the owner you can get almost two hot and readies for the difference in price. That's yeah, almost. <laughs> or you can get one uh hot and ready special, right? The the three meatus or whatever they call it. I don't know. I don't eat little Caesar's pizzas the, and shit. The meatus cheeses. Let's okay. We're digressing so much now, but let's talk about little Caesars. When little Caesars is good, holy shit is it good. It's very rare though. But when it's I will, bad, I, I will say oh, that the oh. The the Little Caesars in Milan is pretty good, actually. So like, they do a good job. Friend of the show, Logan, and I mm-hmm. discovered the secret to getting good Little Caesars pizza. What and do you it's have to do? Never about hot and ready. It's never about hot and ready because those were hot and ready 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> you always got to order it. You got to order it and do the pizza portal. And when you do the pizza portal, it, it changes the whole. The whole experience is different, but they they can't exactly get the pizza porter right. So like, if you're like looking to not talk to somebody, that you go into the wrong place because <laughs> they always put the pizza in the wrong door, or the wrong door will pop open, or it's not quite ready yet, even though it says it is. But Logan and I got so, a pizza there that was so fresh it didn't taste like Little Caesars at all. It tastes like Little Caesars from years ago. Remember when Little Caesars, uh, they had the whole pizza pizza thing? Like you, you'd you order and you'd get two pizzas? Back when they, they were inside it, the Kmart at Rossenville? Uh, well, I don't. Yeah. Did they have one there? I don't know. Yeah. We didn't live in the area at that point. But we had one in our town. And you could like see the like the pizza oven. So you could like walk around like near the edge door. And there was like plexiglass up so you could see the pizzas coming out of the oven but then they put it on that piece of uh, cardboard and then they like slide it into basically a giant crazy bread piece of paper Mm -hmm. and then you'd have like this long pizza thing that you'd bring home pizza 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 yeah i think it must have been like it was like buy one get one free kind of a thing or something it was it was literally you got two pizzas when you ordered pizza and that's where pizza pizza came from yeah because that was the only re- – I mean, we didn't have that kind of money, so we didn't do it often. But sure. when we did, that was what – but that was right near – so my middle – it was junior high back then. It wasn't middle school. But sure. uh, our junior high was right down the street from that, and we had an open campus. So at lunchtime, you could walk down to Little Caesars and get one of the, like, little personal things. Or, oh, I nice. Think it yeah. sold it by the slice. And so a lot of students would just like walk down there or walk to the there was also a Hardee's and then there was like a couple gas stations where you could pick up some food. And so a lot of people did that. It's right. crazy. Can you imagine nowadays kids being able to walk down the street and sixth graders? I can't age, imagine. Age 11. <laughs> I cannot imagine. We so, can't even let our sixth graders walk to the art classroom by themselves. <laughs> Pull uh, that one out. There. 
it back back in the day, there was a Little Caesars inside the Kmart on Rossonville Road. Okay, mm-hmm. um, kind of like the Pizza Huts that are inside Target. Exactly, and they moved the Little Caesars moved from inside that Kmart to like two doors down mm. from the Kmart. Yeah, on the and other side of the uh, pet store. I, yeah, I can't remember if I think Kmart was its own building, and then they built onto it. To like an L-shaped strip mall. No, it no? was always a strip mall. It yep. was always a strip mall. Yes, I was because too young. I, I remember, I very young. I was probably like four, maybe. Uh, there used to be a restaurant in there called Bonanza. Bonanza. I remember Bonanza. And I, I vaguely remember going to Bonanza once when I was so so tiny. Uh, and it's like it's it's merged into that. There's like five, four or five memories I have of being that young and they all just kind of like float together. Yeah. And yeah. so I don't know exactly when they are and which one came first. But I know I was very, very young. Uh, but yeah, Bonanza used to be down where I think the Dollar Tree is now. Yeah. Wow. The steakhouse used to be so much more popular than it is these days. Oh, yeah. Remember Sizzler? I remember Sizzler. Uh, you got your you, so you got your. uh your Sizzler, you got your Western Sizzlin', remember that one? Oh, uh, yeah, your Ponderosa. Ponderosa Steakhouse. You got your, uh, what was the one that started with an F? Uh, Frickers? Frishes. No. No, Frishes was Big Boy, and, and, and uh, there's another one. So, Big Boy around here, my grandma always called them Elias Brothers. I think there were, yeah, they were all uh There was um, like franchised. the Elias Brothers Big Boys, and then there was different Big Boy. Yeah. In Ohio, they were a, Frickers or Frishes. I feel like we should go to like a Ponderosa. Are there still? Do they still exist? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ryan's Steakhouse. That's what I was thinking of. Ryan's. Yeah, I want to say there's uh, one in like, I don't know, Romulus or something. <laughs> I'm sure there's one. Did like, you know that Sign of the Beef Carver is still, well, maybe not now, but they were still open as of like three months ago? <laughs> Remember Sign of the Beef Carver? I, I That one's I'm not familiar with. Oh, it's on... Um, Gosh, it's in like Dearborn, I think. It's mm. off of one of those like one of those big roads. It's like a it's a Haggerty or it's a you know a Telegraph or it's one of those big roads. You know. Gotcha. Um, if it's over that way, I would say Telegraph maybe. Or, yeah. Um, Michigan Ave runs through there. Man. Did you know that uh, on on like DoorDash or Grubhub or something, Chuck E. Cheese is using a different name so that people will buy from them? I've heard that. I just yeah. heard that today, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in this case, you could buy a $24 pizza for $16. <laughs> so I, I heard, I actually, I just heard that today and I, I saw someone on the internet um, that they call it, um, you go to the robot rat and child gambling establishment, <laughs> <laughs> which is exactly that is what Chuck E. Cheese is. Accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, the, okay. Back to, back to DoorDash and back to this pizza owner, right? So the owner saw that and they thought, oh, shit, I can make some money off of this. So they yeah. tested this $16 pizza for 20 for this $24 pizza for $16. They ordered 10 pizzas through DoorDash and they gained themselves an instant $8 profit on each pizza. Now, you've got some questions. Well, this implies that they're not making very much profit on their pizza. That's true for all restaurants. They don't actually make a ton of profit off their food. That seems like a, a, a very thin margin then. 
Well, it was thin crust. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, I can make a pizza, and it doesn't cost me fucking $24 to do it. No, of course it doesn't. No. It costs you, so, what, a couple dollars, maybe? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I buy a 24-pound bag of uh, flour. <laughs> yeah. For, for I don't know, 8 bucks, 16 Ooh. bucks. I can't remember. That's couldn't, less than $24. Couldn't stretch for that extra pound, huh? Extra, the 25? You had to get the 24 pounds? I, maybe it's 25. I don't know. Whatever they sell it in. I don't ask. I just bought it. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was, okay. You know, actually, I think it was 50 pounds. So oh, wow. Suck, was it suck 40, on that. Wasn't it 49 pounds? No. <laughs> it was 48.2 pounds. Uh, but whatever the price is, it's less than $24. Yeah. Uh, pizza sauce. You go get your pizza sauce. Like an entire can of pizza sauce. Like, you know, a jar, which I wouldn't do if I were a business owner. Right. You'd make uh, it from for, scratch for if you're a, a business couple owner, bucks. right? Yeah. Sure. For, well, no, no, no. I, you're a business owner. You can't. You don't have time to make it from scratch. You're getting like a jug of like 50 gallons of... No, that's why you get a prep cook and you pay a minimum wage. Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> cheese. You know, you can get blocks of Kroger cheddar for... Or Kroger mozzarella. One, 10 for 10. So there you go. Super cheap. Uh, and then your ingredients, whatever. So either way, it doesn't cost 24 fucking dollars to, to use the ingredients part. So then you've got the overhead. You got to buy your oven. Uh, you go to Hammer Barn and you get one of those nice outdoor ovens. <laughs> nice. Good, um, good reference to earlier. It was good. <laughs> My favorite part is the girls say, is the pizza going to taste better out of this oven? And mom's like, no. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it is very true. It's going like, yes. to taste better to dad, though, because he knows. We cooked this and outside. They, he, he pulls his, out, his thing out of the oven. It's like the ugliest fucking pizza you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, it looks a bit dodgy. Yeah. Um, all right. So so then like your overhead, sure, you got to have like your space and your your cook apparently to make your artisanal bougie sauce because apparently ketchup with some oregano in it isn't good enough for Jeff. Uh <laughs> And so you got to, you know, do that kind of stuff. But still, $24 pizza, if you're making $8 profit, it implies then that you're making less than $8 profit on every pizza. Yeah. So from my restaurant experience, um, each food item makes between 2 and 5% of its price as profit. It's very low. It is very, very low. And so that's with paying people minimum 25... wage. <laughs> this $25 pizza. Yeah. 24. They make yeah. Maybe $2 profit on. It. Maybe. If that. And they have no, to sorry, sell a sorry. lot of those fucking 20, pizzas to make money. The profits? Yeah. You you can't you can't run on that kind of margin. You'll never make money. That's what they that's what you think and that's why all these restaurants have gone under because oh no, we missed a day of sales. I have to go out of business <laughs> because of COVID. But it's then, true. Like, you know, you make a pizza wrong and you've just lost your profit for the entire friggin' day. Yeah, that's why you it's so bad pizza. about making wrong pizzas. And yet you'll get the give food away. Well, that's to- I mean, that's part of your food costs. So your 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 labor, you want to well, I, it depends on the restaurant, but labor is more is like 20% of your mm. sales and the food costs maybe is like 10% and then you have like capital costs and stuff. So you're you're already burning 30% of the cost just by making the pizza. 
So my question then, what did he do with these pizzas? So here's what I did think. Did he wait, did, were they eating them? Here's my did theory. He, did he even order pizzas? Did he know that those pizzas were his order coming in and so he just he ordered the pizzas through DoorDash and then didn't make pizzas cuz they were getting delivered to him in the first place? Here's here's my my theory. Is That seems like fraud. He well, definitely it's fraud. He was having uh fraud is illegal. Pizzas ordered by actual customers. And they were paying $24 for the pizza. And so he would say, okay, let me order this $24 pizza from DoorDash uh, and wait, pay wait, wait. $16 for it. So someone calls in yeah. and he's like, Slicky's Pizza. Sure. Oh, you need delivery. I can do that yeah. for you. Wink, wink, and so then nudge, he just nudge. got on his his DoorDash app and ordered it from DoorDash and gave it to him. It was like, here. You know, and then they delivered it to the person, and exactly. then he's making extra profit. Now he's making. Uh, now he's charging essentially charging thirty two dollars per pizza, because he's getting that eight dollar profit per pizza. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I think that's probably what he was doing. It is probably fraud. He should probably go to prison. <laughs> well, I mean, it's only ten. <laughs> well, I'm like he's stealing so from they Instacart. said something about like, so they made a or comment whatever. that uh, then they tried selling just dough or something like that and it made him $75 in profit and I'm like wait what the fuck does that mean so my problem is this was written very poorly and they left a lot of gaps in here so I can't oh I got it I got it okay so I'm a business owner right I got a Mm -hmm. pizza place I go on my phone beep 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 boop and I order a $24 pizza it's it's like the meat lovers deluxe or whatever, right? Sure, sure, sure. And in the app, I say, no meat, no cheese, no sauce. Mm. And then all of a sudden, it's just a, a, a bare dough pie, right? Or okay. breadsticks in that case. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. And then you deliver it, quote unquote, to the customer, and then you've got your, your extra money because you didn't put any fucking ingredients on the pizza. Well, you put dough. It's, I don't know. Maybe it was dough that they were going to have to throw away anyway because sometimes oh, – old dough. Yeah, maybe you have to – like if, if you make your dough fresh every day and you don't sell through all of it, man, there's tons of ways you can defraud a restaurant. Mm. <laughs> mm. I didn't do any – of so maybe, maybe defraud, quote unquote, was um, we would uh, switch food with a restaurant, another restaurant. So um, maybe there's like – a pizza place next door um, that you and you work at like a burger mm-hmm. place or whatever. And there's a pizza place sure, next sure. door and they're like, we'll give you like $40 worth of pizzas if you give us $40 worth of burgers. And mm-hmm. so we would ring up all the burgers and then um, put them at our like a huge employee discount and then give them to them and they give us the pizzas and then we'll be good. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had some working in the mall, um, some people we knew at the cookie place and at the pretzel place. Oh, yeah. And, you know, yeah. at the end of the night, they'd have all the, the ones they're going to throw away. And so sometimes we'd get a, a bag of about to be discarded pretzels or whatever. And mm. so, the, you know. Who doesn't like an old pretzel? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that old. It was at least an hour, right? Yeah. Did, sure. did I ever tell you? <laughs> They're still in the heater thing. I was uh, so there was this Auntie Anne's kiosk at the mall that I used to work at, 
Mm-hmm. And I I believe they were about to make the pretzel dogs for the day. I was there before the mall opened, and they had this big clear plexiglass tank full of dogs. <laughs> it it was full of water and hot dogs, and how they cooked these hot dogs to prepare them for the oven or heated them up to prepare them for the oven was they just <laughs> they started their iced tea maker. And that would pour hot water on top of the hot dogs. <laughs> and so there were probably... They're more like... It was like they were making hot dog tea. <laughs> right. There were probably like at least 30 hot dogs in this like clear tank of hot water. Some delicious uh, loose around. dogs. Yeah. Some loose dogs. And that's how <laughs> they made... That's how they heated up their dogs, I assume, before they wrapped them in dough and baked them. <laughs> it's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. A, 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 like picture a, t- a fish tank full of hot dogs. <laughs> I mean, I am not a fan of the hot dog. But of course. Though occasionally, you know, when you go outside of uh, you're you're walking out of a Home Depot. Oh, like, those mm, that smells smell good. Good. And they're not bad. Like I've had them maybe twice. They're a hot dog. They're inherently bad. No, they're not bad. Okay, so why do why do hot dogs that you get at like uh, a place like that? Why are they so different from the hot dogs you make at home? You don't know because you don't eat hot dogs. Uh, why am I asking you? Well, I may know because it could be how they cook them. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have like a nice hot dog cooking device, like a roller of some sort. Yeah, or like an iced tea maker. Definitely, that does not make them better. <laughs> so, like you know, so. As you know, I used to work as I used to run a drama booster group. And yeah. part of our job was we managed the concessions for the theater shows. <laughs> yeah. And if you remember back when we were in theater, do you remember the concession stand when we were in theater? No, not at all. So, so I was going through old pictures. I'm, so I'm sorry. I was too busy being the lead in every show to know <laughs> anything about the concession stand. <laughs> so, <laughs> to be fair, we didn't go out there much because we had to be backstage. We couldn't be right, out there. So right. I was going through some old pictures and I saw it. But I do remember some of this being so actually being a lead in the show, Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah. You should remember that you had an off night. Oh, I did. I had two off nights because we were yeah, double cast. Because we were right? double cast. Right. Uh, so if you recall, there was like a, a, one of those tables, that the breakdown tables, like you know, long rectangular tables. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was like, you know, some candy mm-hmm. and... Uh, and when we were there, they had a bunch of two-liter bottles and and cups that they would pour soda into. Right. Because it was trash. <laughs> uh, while we right. were – so while I was running things, uh, by, by that time, people had moved on to cans of soda because obviously. Obviously, yeah. Uh, and so when I was there, we were doing cans of soda, yes. Uh, but hot dogs – Somewhere along the line, before we got there, they started doing hot dogs. And so we had a crock pot full of hot dogs cooked in the, the crock potty way. Uh, but fuck that. We we decided to invest in a hot dog roller. Okay. So that we could make like 25 hot dogs without having hot dog water. <laughs> and so we had a roller. And they made much better hot dogs. We also bought a popcorn machine. And actually, I just had on my time hop that uh, it was our 10-year anniversary of our popcorn machine purchase. So long live the popcorn machine. Yeah, the show's running at uh, 55 minutes right now. You better... Uh... Cool, cool. What I'm just saying is that, you know, 
we brought in like thousands of dollars and now they don't make anything. So <laughs> that was the whole point of the story. You were going to talk no, about how, how much better the hot dogs were. The, hot, the point of the story was the hot dog roller. They were better than the boiled hot dogs. They were better dogs. than boiled hot dogs. Let me tell you something, though. And if you're though. curious, if you're curious, we still have access to said hot dog roller. We do a hot dog taste test. We, we, we could do because a hot we, dog taste test, you're saying? Yeah, that's what I said. You're not going to eat a hot dog. When you boil the fucking hot dogs, they split down. Like, you have these, like, deformed fucking hot dogs. My favorite way to eat a hot dog, and I'll say it every time, is when they kind of, like, slice them down the middle but not uh, all the way and then grill the them. Thing. They grill yeah. them, yeah. Talking about... Mm. A professional football team in South Korea has apologized after mannequins. It Speaking used of hot dogs, fans. Uh, uh, they use these mannequins to substitute fans during a match at the weekend. Uh, turned out to be sex dolls. I'm sorry. Could you what? <laughs> so they bought a bunch of mannequins to put in the stands since yeah. you know they can't have large crowds yet. Sure, sure, yeah. So they wanted to you know make it look like there are people there to you know make people feel a little bit better about. Because they started games back up. You just can't have right. people in the stands. Uh, so they bought some mannequins, but the mannequins actually were sex dolls. The K-League club FC Seoul said the dolls, used to make stadiums look less empty, had been ordered inadvertently after a misunderstanding. <laughs> someone said, should we order cardboard cutouts of people? And someone else was like, no, I'll take care of this one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, look, we, we've already upgraded away from the hot dog water to the rollers, so we're going to upgrade from cardboard cutouts to actual dolls that'll suck your dick. <laughs> actual sucking dick dolls. <laughs> Earlier this month, the K-League became the first major soccer league, it says football, but fuck it, to hold matches, and by matches they mean games, since this, okay, before I go on, I know I always do this, when they say football match... They mean soccer game. And when they say pitch, they mean field. And I don't understand why the, there's a difference. And I understand that the Americans are like of the minority here. Everyone says football. Everyone says match. Everyone says pitch. But mm. I hate it. I hate it. Why is it so different? Because we make it different? Oh, okay. So You, with, hate, you <laughs> hate yourself is basically what I do. I, I really do. Um, We're the only one that calls it soccer. We are. And we're the only one that calls it a field and calls it a game. There you go. So, so the fun. first major football league to hold matches since the start of the pandemic with the season's opening game, it says game right there, watched by a worldwide audience of fans starved of live football. However, social media users noticed that the mannequins looked more like sex dolls. Of course. That means that guy has a sex doll. Right. <laughs> right. Hey, He's that, like, looks, that looks like Cindy. That looks just like Felicia. God damn it. Felicia, what are you We're doing in a softball? Or a f- fuck softball, forget it. <laughs> I like that we both came to the same joke at the exact same time. This is why we're on the same podcast. <laughs> the club said it had been the victim of a mix-up, insisting oh, no. it had checked with the supplier and received assurances that the dolls were not intended for sexual use. No, no, no. Bullshit. These are just if, if I'm buying mannequins and I'm just like, oh, well, get us some mannequins. I'm like, hey, we need to order some mannequins. I'm not like, wait, these aren't sex dolls, are they? No, they're mannequins. If you're ordering mannequins, you know you're ordering mannequins. Should we order the 100% silicone ones, the antibacterial ones, or should we order? Should we order the ones 
that are from that retail store closing. Nah, let's just get the silicone ones. It's fine. They'll look more lifelike. Here's what it is. The admin that worked at, at this place was hoping that when there's leftovers, they can take one. Exactly. That's how, that's what happens with like meals and stuff. You just throw a little extra food on there. You get to take it. And he's like, oh, I'll order 51. And they'll be like, oh, well, we got one extra. And then he can take it home. The club said it had been the victim of a mix-up, insisting it had checked with the supplier and received assurances that the dolls were not intended for sexual use. Did you say this already? I did. This sounds familiar. <laughs> I said it like it was the first time I'd ever, I'd ever heard it, because I don't remember you saying it. We so. would like to apologize to the fans, FC Soul said in a statement on Instagram. We are deeply sorry our intention was to do something lighthearted in these difficult times. We think hard about we, what we need to do to ensure that something like this never happens again. I'm sorry. I uh, I saw the words deep. Um, hard mm-hmm. and uh, ensure. I don't know what that is. The Sports uh, Soul website. So, so wait, it's, it's about granny sex. Though. Yeah, exactly. The Sports Soul website said that the, with so many football fans overseas now following K-League matches, K-League matches, there are concerns that this will bring international disgrace. <laughs> I think you're handling South Korea, your handling of the uh, COVID-19 crisis it outdoes all of this. You're fine. Everyone's fine. Just have your sex dolls. Yes. Our president apparently is taking fake meds. So you're fine with your sex dolls. Right. This episode of The Hour has been brought to you by The Sweet Smell of Asbestos. That's right. Your lungs have never smelled something so sweet. It gets in there. And stays, like all asbestos should. And Winston Cigarettes. It feels the same as asbestos. And now, the hour presents Product Reviews. I don't know about you, but I was using my best Sulu voice for that voice. Oh my! Oh yeah! I too, I too was using my Sulu voice. Excellent. But it kind of mixes with a Kronk uh, voice. Oh well, that's weird. It is. Uh, Captain yeah. Kirk. Oh, I can feel it. Why? Do, why do we even have that Jeffrey's tube? <laughs> okay, so what? 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 What is this? What are we reviewing today, Jason? So you you have found something. You've sent it to me. We are reviewing the ball jacuzzi. I'm so happy. So this is the first product review. That I have, I have seen that I want someone to buy for me. You, you want a ball jacuzzi? I would like a ball jacuzzi. My balls are always overheated. So sti- wait, wait, sticky. Then why would you want a ball jacuzzi? A jacuzzi is a hot tub. Um, you know, a jacuzzi is not just a hot bath with hot water in it. There's like there are bubbles happening, and there's. You know, there's some chlorine going on, and there's you know schmoozing, and that's what I want. I want it's the... a hot, it's a hot bath with extra farts. <laughs> extra farts. It's it's like imagine, I want a pool, shitty pool experience, with a more bath type setting. Okay. <laughs> so I don't. So I don't know. I just sent you the story or sent you the thing. I didn't look at the website or anything. 
So I don't know much about it. Except right, so, for it was like, you know, it, it looks like it can hold two eggs. <laughs> and those are your balls. Uh, so basically, yes, it is a little freestanding basin for uh-huh. you to to dip your balls into uh-huh. uh, to give it a mini jacuzzi uh, experience. Okay. Okay. So where would you, would you do this in the bath yourself or like what? Well, I mean, no, I, it wouldn't make sense to do it in a bath because your balls are submerged already. So that's my question. Where would you do this? You can't, wondering you can't how... plop this thing on the kitchen table because you need a, you need a serve. I mean, I don't know, the bathroom counter. That's what you think. I don't know. A bathroom counter is kind of higher than, than ball level, unless you're like Michael Jordan. I'm thinking not kitchen table. That's funny. I'm thinking not kitchen table. I'm thinking like kitchen chair. Kitchen chair. So what you think you can like sit down and and dip your balls into this? Yeah. Is it plug in or is it battery opter- operated? It, it's battery operated for mobility and convenience. Okay. Okay. So you can, so you can mis- you can jacuzzi your balls anywhere in the car in your office. The it's it's so it seems very deep though. It seems like you'd have to like sit on the edge of something and then raise this up yeah, in order to like, lower your balls into it. Yeah. So I don't think you can like sit around it. That wouldn't work very well. Just sit around it. <laughs> yeah, you know, like... Let's just sit around and jacuzzi our balls together. It's what guys do these days, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't understand the logistics of getting this to work. They're gonna need like an instructional video or something to, yeah. Like how are you? How are you fitting this in there? Right. So what is that little? Um, it's like a little cushion or something. Yeah. So it's got a, a little kind of cushion for you to. Uh, I I assume that's it's it's the headrest, right? So I. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be the called. headrest. It's, yeah. It's an ultra soft silicone headrest. Oh. I guess if yours extends that far beyond your balls. Well, mine I certainly don't. does. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's adjustable so you can get it closer to your balls for people like you. Oh, I think it. I think it is adjustable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, otherwise, you can also go to Home Depot and get those things for like when you're doing miter saws and you need like that extra length there to like hold the the whole board up. You can get one of those. Okay. Further out for I'm for not those liking kind of the whole miter saw mixed with my balls. I'm talking about thing. the thing that you use with the, it's a it's an extension for long pieces of wood. Is the joke? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, baby. Oh uh, 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 yeah, you want a wood extension? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it emits relaxing air bubbles. Yes, of course. Uh, sealed water tight. Okay. It's ergonomically cast for comfort. So it's you know got little. Ball pockets, I guess you would say, uh-huh. in, in the bottom of the jacuzzi, so they can. It's like when you sit in, in a there. chair and it's already got like the butt shape in it. Yeah, it's got the butt print. This has already got a ball print in it, but I'm looking at it, Jason. I'm seeing only two little air holes, right at the bottom of the. I don't think this is the kind of, the kind of ball rest that I need and that I'm wanting. I want, well, I want full bubbles. Intense. I want more intense bubbles. Yeah. Well, then, you know, just go to a pool and stand near the filter out.
balls feel refreshed. Effervescent. Plop, plop. Fizz, fizz. Ah. <laughs> Beautiful. Ah. My testicles have never felt better. Like, they feel like two apples that have been shined by the hand of a beautiful maiden. <laughs> or beautiful boy. Oh my. Well, speaking of, speaking, speaking uh, of. A, Nebraska, a Nebraska woman is suing every gay person on earth. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for the countersuit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and asking a federal judge to rule on whether homosexuality is a sin. Obviously, this is one of those bullshit lawsuits that are blah, blah, blah. Sylvia Driscoll, who is 66 years old, describes herself as an ambassador of God, comma, and his, comma, son Jesus Christ, and will serve as her own lawyer in Driscoll v. Homosexuals. <laughs> so that that, uh, that case name gets me every time yeah. it's driscoll v homosexual <laughs> right all of the motions vaguely so, so not <laughs> motions broadly to the entire earth yes. <laughs> uh so nothing about that surprises me sylvia 66 ambassador of god an extra comma perfect and capitalized A in and. Oh, of course, yeah. And capitalized H in his. Well, that's, they do that. And capitalized son in son. Well, they do that too. Well. Back when, in the day, I, a long when, time when I ago. I them up with the, the fancy book learning. There, there, I, I have a friend, long time ago, said, are you ready for his jelly? It was back in the Beyonce days, you know, Beyonce heyday. And it was a picture of Jesus, and the, the uh, his was capital H. Are you ready for his jelly? Was the funniest thing I'd ever seen up to that point in my life. <laughs> it was like the cutting edge of of comedy at the time. No, well, in her seven page petition, seven page petition written entirely in cursive, <laughs> written entirely in old English. <laughs> <laughs> She wrote it in cuneiform. <laughs> it, was in, it was made on clay tablets dried in the sun. Uh, Driscoll doesn't refer any to any cases of law for the U.S. judge John M. Garrard. Garrard? Garrard? Gerard? 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 Gerard. We'll say it's Gerard. Sure. Uh, to consider, but she does quote the Bible and... Webster's Dictionary. Oh, you always know that you're in for good, a good time when someone says Webster's Dictionary defines. But it's like the like your first year uh, speech class in college. Webster's Dictionary uh, defines uh, relationship as uh, the uh, uh, connection of two people. Uh, I I don't know. I've not I've not seen this myself, but. Uh, that's what it said. It's it's a it's the combination of a, a man's freshly washed testicles and a woman. Uh, I myself had to get a uh, ball jacuzzi to uh, take care of that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
do it. Driscoll says homosexuality. Oh, sorry. Homosexuality is a sin and that they, the homosexuals, know it is a sin to live a life of homosexuality. Why else would they have been hiding in the closet? I think she's in the closet. <laughs> I mean, this I can always... think of a number of reasons why they'd be hiding in a closet from a bunch of uh, gay-hating a-holes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think a lot of people aren't hiding in the closet anymore. I think that is even um Well, that's why she has to, to her. Escape. Yeah, that's why she's yeah. so mad. Every day she's just like this. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> That was Bobcat was... the homophobe. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's thing. it's kind of gross. God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he made Adam in his rib, so isn't it masturbating? <laughs> she kind of was a sex doll. Uh, so, okay. So there's a an episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, and... I don't remember the name of the woman that was on the episode, but she reminded me of Lisa Lampanelli. It's not Lisa Lampanelli, but I don't remember her name. The point is, she was like, oh, I was hanging out with, and they bleeped it, but you could see that she said Bobcat, and I looked it up, and she did say Bobcat, and Jerry Seinfeld spends the next, like, ten minutes of his show going off on about how Bobcat Goldthwaite is awful, he's a terrible comedian, He's an asshole, and that's why he had to use that voice because he's not funny. It's brutal. It is. It is an indictment of Bobcat Goldthwaite, and I love so it. So I've I've never seen his uh, stand up. Bobcat. I, yeah, I know his voice. Yeah, because, I think I've you know. seen his stand up a long time ago, maybe on Comedy so, Central a while ago. So I don't know. I couldn't judge. Yeah. I. I do know. So every once in a while, we'll narrate our animals like they have their own voices. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and one of the new kittens kind of looks like a bobcat. Oh. And every once in a while, I've I've fallen into that voice for when he's like, hey, I'm going to like, you know, eat some food here. <laughs> hey, can I claw this uh, couch? I think it'd be nice. <laughs> your your bobcat impression is incredible. <laughs> Not only is it good, it's also very funny. And there's something about like when you and I don't mean to pick it apart, but like when you when you start, it's like that strong bobcat voice, but at the end of your sentence, you're a little unsure of yourself. Well, I mean, that's kind of what he does. He kind of trails off there at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, did you know that Bobcat Goldthwaite is kind of a director now? Yeah, I saw that somewhere. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. He's like, cut! <laughs> cut! Can we do that again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to try it anymore. That's just perfect. So do you think uh, Miss Driscoll works at Hobby Lobby? Seems like her kind of place, oh, right? One, she doesn't work there, maybe, but she shops there. <laughs> not only am I a shopper, I'm the owner. <laughs> right. Because they don't let the homosexuals in. Homosexuals exactly. hate crafting. Exactly. And there's no way they would go there with all that glitter. So this this next story, it threw me for seven or eight loops as I was as I was reading the headline to the story. It, it was like it was like an M Night Shyamalan movie 
reimagined had... by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> right. In a new M. Night Shyamalan format. It had more twists and turns than an R.L. Stein book. <laughs> Federal like, authorities huh? announced the forfeiture of an ancient oh. tablet inscribed with part of the Epic of Gilgamesh on from a museum backed by the arts and crafts chain Hobby Lobby. What? <laughs> Hobby Lobby apparently bought a museum. Okay, and it's in Washington, D.C., right? It is. And it's called the Museum of the Bible. Uh, the piece, known as the Gilgamesh Dream Tablet, bearing a vision of what's con- a version, rather, of what's considered perhaps the oldest work of literature, uh, was featured at the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., uh, which the company opened in 2017 for the cost of $500 million. Yeah, but they're not going to pay but the they people can't, more Yeah, than they can't wage. afford to raise the minimum wage. Of course. All of these people drive me nuts. So mm. I so I get I get that uh and I'm I'm actually happy about a museum of the Bible. However, I'm not happy that it is uh uh religious museum. I want like a museum of the Bible from a scientific perspective because <laughs> as a as a work of fiction, it is incredibly important and has shaped our culture and and the culture of millions of other people and i love it and we need to know more about it but not not from like not from like oh there's a um there's a star trek show coming out and we need to fucking worship it and like oh i found an ancient star trek script and (laughs) i'm gonna put it in a museum because you know it's holy or whatever well, Hobby Lobby purchased the tablet in 2014 for $1.6 million from an auction house that was later found out to have lied about its origins. <laughs> what? Hobby lied Lobby. About the origins of something? Hobby Lobby. What, yeah. That doesn't sound religious at all. Not at all. They Look, were f- we'll just say that he came back from the dead. <laughs> they were fu- uh, the company was fined $3 million in 2017 after federal authorities said it bought thousands of artifacts that have been smuggled out of Iraq for the museum. I, I, again, I don't, I'm not surprised by that at all. Court documents filed, uh, asserted that the cuneiform tablet, one of 12 inscribed with the Gilgamesh tale, was discovered in 1853 in the Assyrian ruins in northern Iraq. Because Iraq is the cradle of civilization. Yes, it is. Here's, between the Tigris and Euphrates rivers, known as Mesopotamia, which they, means between the rivers. That, that's an interesting fact. They think people think they think, maybe scientists think that the um, the great flood that's in the Bible uh, probably is because when the Tigris and the Euphrates uh, broke their banks and they sort of became one giant fucking river, mm. um, because that was like their entire world oh, yeah. I was mean, in between those two rivers, right? So yeah. it seems like the entire world flooded to them. That's yeah. that's what they Bronze think. Age flooding. Yeah, that's, that's bad news. Get on yeah. a boat. Exactly. Get all the livestock. Let's go. What makes me mad um, partially about this is that uh, I thought we were past the whole, like, pillaging the ruins kind of thing. So in 2017, Hobby Lobby bought... 
thousands of artifacts artifacts that have been smuggled out of Iraq for the museum in 2017. So the United States went in and they conquered Iraq and uh, stole a bunch of their fucking artwork and a bunch of their... Like, I thought that was against the law to destroy um, uh, cultural artifacts and, and things of cultural significance or whatever, right? Well, to uh, make it slightly more complicated, I believe Uh-oh. during this time period, also you had ISIS destroying uh, sites that held these art, like ancient oh. ruins, and, like so just were... blowing them up. To I, I think it was mostly for attention, but also they said that you know it's part of our thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so heard, I'm laughing at you, I'm laughing at you laughing. I heard you like. You Snigger. heard the little the little <laughs> bobcat noise. You heard that, right? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I was like, "Oh boy." Um, yeah, so like you have that at, going at the same time, and the well, we gotta save these artifacts because it's from the Bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are saving the artifacts because otherwise they were going to be destroyed by the chopper. I, I yelled at them to get down, but they did why. not. I don't know why Arnold's here now. I do not know. I know why, because I uh, heard Arnold. I heard about Arnold. I heard about my Arnold impression earlier today, and that's why I'm doing it now. That's excellent, why I'm doing excellent. it. Fuck. All Hobby right. Lobby claimed they bought it from an auction house in San Francisco well before 1981, but it was actually purchased by an unidentified antiquities dealer in 2003 from the family of the former head of the Jordanian Antiquities Association. Wow. That doesn't seem problematic this was discovered after a curator at the museum of the bible began conducting due diligence research in 2017 so, so. <laughs> they, they founded the museum of the bible they hired a curator a curator that was doing their job too well essentially yep. and then they got fined and a bunch of stuff was taken the museum has also returned over eleven thousand items to egypt and iraq because they had questionable origins so here's the thing about museums and things. So I think that all museums should return the artifacts as long as they uh, can can be assured the artifacts will be safe. They should return the artifacts to the place of their origin. So if you've got a museum, uh, mm, let's say, uh, of ancient Egyptian antiquities or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, we, we were at the Field Museum in Chicago. And they had like this whole exhibit. Mm-hmm. You should, they should, re- unless that was on loan from Egypt, that should be returned to Egypt. Do you agree? Interesting. Uh, I don't know. I've never thought much about it. I mean, the purpose of a museum is to expose people to things. And so having them only in, like to have to go to Egypt to see things from Egypt, I think would cripple the whole point of a museum mm-hmm. because the point is to like, expose you to things that are different and so that you can see those things. So I don't know. I definitely think maybe some sort of compensation. Or, I see where something. you're coming I, from I don't, on that. Yeah. So I, yeah. Cause I'm, cause many of these things were taken, but right. also at the same time, like when were they taken by whom were they? Like if you go to Rome, for example, uh, you may find an Egyptian obelisk sure. that was taken when the Egyptians conquered Egypt. Well, that's different, I think. Is it? Because many of these... So then you go to London and you get a bunch of Egyptian things when London conquered Egypt. Who owns... Not London, sorry, England. Yeah. 
Who owns King Tut's sarcophagus at this point? Do you know? Uh, I I believe it's in the Egyptian museum. King Tut is. Uh, I know. Well, it was but, touring but for a while. <laughs> well, originally it was dis- discovered, quote unquote, uh, by a British archaeologist. And so I'm pretty sure it probably was in the British Museum for a long time. But I think it may have ended up in the Egyptian Museum, which also lost a lot of its stuff during the Arab Spring. So that kind of was not great. Yeah. True story. Yeah, I think um, especially with the Egyptian stuff, uh, I think it was, gosh, how old does something have to be in order for you to dig it up and it's not disrespectful? (laughs) uh i would say that you are going to find many different opinions (laughs) right it's got to be at least 150 years old because like we're archaeologists right and we're digging things we're i'm not an archaeologist fuck that but like they're digging things up and they're opening tombs and shit and that was that happened in like the 1920s i think they found king tut's uh tomb but they were like oh yeah we found it let's open it and let's take everything out like why what gives you the right to take those things out it's disrespectful, well, I, mean, I think. It is like 2,000 years old. It is 2,000 years old. Um, and Do we... you know why King Tut is famous? Why is King Tut famous? Yes. Besides being like a boy king? Yeah, no one cares about that. No? Why? I don't no. know. He's only famous because when they opened his tomb, it still had stuff in it. Oh. It hadn't been oh. robbed like everyone else. Yeah, and I so, have a that, picture. That's why he's that's why he's so well known because they're like, look at all this shit. It's still here. Oh, they have like man. so much about like because he was only a pharaoh for like ten years or something like that. He died at like age eighteen or something like that. Yeah. So like he doesn't really have much of a oh you know rain, long legacy kind of a situation. He's not like you know Ramses from the Bible or Cleopatra sure. or you know something like that he was just kind of like yeah i'm a kid and oh i'm dead oh hi (laughs) i broke my leg and i'm dead now somebody bury me with all my stuff (laughs) okay let's let's move on (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is this the next story you got on the screen now it is okay bonner's ferry idaho idaho residents can now be charged with a misdemeanor for relieving themselves on public property. So because of the COVID situation, sure. nearly all public restrooms were closed. We're in unprecedented times. Even though there have been no cases reported in the county where Bonner's Ferry, Idaho is located. Yeah. Uh, but they closed down just to be safe. Doing the right thing. Sure. Taking precautions so that we can get through this as quickly as possible. And they're going to continue to have or- no cases, hopefully. Or as they say on Fox News, because we're all scared little snowflakes. <laughs> Yet they're the ones out there yelling because they want a haircut. So right, just exactly. throw that out there. Or they want the roots dyed, like that lady yeah. said on the on the video. Uh, I saw a thing today where a lady was caught. She was in like nurses scrubs and had a sign that says nurses for reopening. She wasn't even a fucking nurse. Oh, Jesus Christ. Dressed up like, <laughs> fuck her, fuck her. Uh well, recently, because of this, there was a recent string of calls to the Bonners Ferry Police reporting that residents were relieving themselves in public. Oh, because all the public restrooms are closed. 
Uh, the calls became so frequent that the Bonners Ferry City Council was forced to pass a citywide ordinance making it a misdemeanor to use the restroom on or in view of property. How was this not already a law? I feel it's implied. I mean, I don't need a law to, to tell me I, sh- I shouldn't be pooping in, in someone's you know, park. Right. So but it's implied like you shouldn't have to tell people don't shit in the park. Right. So I'm pretty sure it's already illegal to urinate in public everywhere. Right. Well, apparently there was nothing. So the city council decided to create the ordinance because current statutes don't cover defecation or urination in public. Really? It was so, not an issue that they ever had to address. You know, I tell my students this all the fucking time. I was like, as the great 1990s philosopher Will Smith said, if you don't start nothing, there won't be nothing. So if you don't do something, I won't make a rule. And so true. as long as as long as you don't make me make a rule, I won't make a rule. But if you start doing things, then I'm going to have to make a rule to fix it. So, like, there will be fewer rules if you are better. And and much like the reason why libertarian policies don't work, mm, I have mm-hmm, to make rules mm-hmm. because someone else is an asshole. True enough. I and think so maybe in New York City, it is a crime to urinate in public. I'm I feel like it's a bigger sure. problem there. And there's people, there's you know, from what I understand, and I, I don't know this for sure. I I just it's hearsay and conjecture. But if you get caught urinating in public. That's public indecency, and that puts you on the sex offenders list. In some places, I believe that is true. Yeah, just from peeing in public, but apparently not in Idaho. Well, in Bonners Ferry, the city attorney, Andreki Pluid, that's sure. a very Idahoan name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, said most of the incidents were intentional, almost like a punishment for the city closing public restrooms. Oh. oh, it's all those Fox News snowflakes. Oh, yeah. All those uh, militia members up in Idaho. You're not going to tell me where I can poop. I'm going to poop right here on the the swirly slide. Don't tread on me. <laughs> swirly slide. <Don't>. Go. <laughs> Got to be the one that's covered, too. That poor kid that goes down first. Oh, <laughs> no. Somebody's shitting in the swirly slide and some kid is going oh, down I- after it. And these these militia guys, like, you know, you know what their shits are going to be like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like an AK-47. Rapid fire. Bump stock. (laughs) (laughs) The corn is still present. (laughs) The potatoes. They shit full potatoes in Idaho, I think. The city council decided to create the ordinance because current statutes do not cover defecation or urination in public. You said that already, but once I start reading it, I can't stop. (laughs) I feel like we should have like a prize for anyone who can tell us how many times one of us reread something the other one says. (laughs) With gusto. I always read it with gusto, too. You know what? If you send us in, if you tell us, send us an email, send us a tweet. Anyway, tell us how many times one of us repeats the other. I will mail you a what will Car- what would Carl Danielson do wristband. Oh, my gosh. You know what Carl Danielson wouldn't do? Repeat? Defecate in public. You know what Carl Danielson would do? What's that? Buy a ball jacuzzi. Oh, hell yeah, he would. Uh, so, Jeff, yes. what did we learn today? Uh, we learned... <laughs> That you're very quick on the draw, and you forgot to do that last slide. I sure did. <laughs> and so you 
but we didn't back to the first slide. Just, you just <laughs> you just outed me on that one. It's very rude, Jeff. We learned that public pookie. <laughs> <laughs> public pookie. Public pooping. Isn't, isn't pookie uh, Garfield's teddy bear? I you know I'm not sure. <laughs> he was like, hey, pookie. They're so slow. Watch oh, it's- watching Garfield now, like the Garfield cartoon from eighties, nineties. Uh, it's bad. I mean, it's my still da- good. My daughter watched like one episode. And she was like, "I don't like this." My kid liked the the computer animated one that came out in like two thousand or maybe ninety eight or two thousand one or something. It was horrible. Same voice actor Bill for Murray. Garfield, though. I thought Bill Murray was. Oh, wait, is Bill Murray in it? This is not the movie. Oh, not the movie. This is a television oh, show television. that came oh, out with with horrible my daughter, animation. My daughter has become quite the fan of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, mm, mm-hmm. which, by the way, was better than I expected it to be. But also, it felt like a movie that Jim Carrey would do because he wanted to cross away from like talking out of his butthole. <laughs> the problem is, you know, <laughs> no, that, that was. was like, that movie was ago. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's No, 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 no. He did that. That was like after he had made the transition. Oh, yeah. He did make this a is good. Like, this is the movie oh. that he wanted to transition. With. What was the first one he did? He did um, that movie Man on the Moon, right? Yeah, that one was really weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, he did one called The Majestic that I really liked. I never saw the majestic. I, you know, I saw the Truman Show, and I saw. Oh yeah, the Truman Show. That yeah. one was like that was his crossover one, yeah. where he He's, was like still I, zany, but like toned down and more serious. Very good actor. A very I, good actor, I think. I Jim think he's Carrey. funny guy. No, no, no. He's not funny. He's a great actor, and I think that's what I, I thought. That was what I was starting to say. The Majestic, I thought, was a good movie. It takes place in the 1950s during the the Red Scare, and he's an actor or writer. I can't remember which, uh, but he gets amnesia, and when he wakes up, like his car goes over a bridge or something. When they find him, they think like he looks just like this guy who they thought died in World War II. Oh, and like his. A supposed dad is there and like this whole little town lost so many people that they've kind of like kind of shut themselves up with their emotions and haven't processed through it. And so uh, he's trying to help reopen the majestic theater there that he and his dad used to run or or his dad used to run. I don't know. It's a good movie. I I recommend it. So we also learned Uh that Hobby Lobby uh, has a museum and it is. What did we learn about pooking in public? (laughs) It's illegal. No. Pooking is now? illegal in public. Yeah, but not then. Uh, uh, by the way, Hobby Lobby, Arts and Crafts, uh, is exactly what the Bible is. Fiction. Work of fiction. That's right. I said it. I said it. Mm, you're not going to be – are you going to be uh, called up as a witness in uh, – what was it? Driscoll versus the homosexuals? <laughs> Driscoll v. homosexuals? I, I think Driscoll I could. Driscoll v. homosexuals. We learned a woman is suing every homosexual on earth. I can't wait for Ruth Bader Ginsburg to weigh in on this one. <laughs> That's a Ginsburg. Uh, we learned that South Korea accidentally bought a bunch of sex dolls to put in their soccer stadium. Accidentally. We also learned uh, you can make money by buying pizza. And uh, I really want some Italian cheese bread right now. <laughs> Sounds good. And this hour has been an hour and 35 minutes. Good lord. Oh, yeah. Oh.
You've been listening to KWR Queer Radio 780. And now, a word from our sponsors. This episode of The Hour was brought to you by the Testacuzzi Ball Jacuzzi. Do you wish you could teabag without all the outrage at the dinner party? Try the Testacuzzi Ball Jacuzzi. The ergonomically cast basin provides support and comfort, like the sweet embrace of your grandmother's bosom. The water-sealed casey means no mess, no fuss, while effervescent bubbles tickle your fancy. Battery-powered for convenience, and not so fast, homosexuals, your sinful bathhouses will be a thing of the past with the Testacuzzi Ball Jacuzzi. Available at Driscoll's Department Store.